0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW route. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What? And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea.
1: American, American Radio. Radio. Dr. Peter Gooden, your steadfast advocate for health, standing in for the one and the only Mike Phillip today, Saturday, the 7th day of December 2019. Welcome aboard, everybody. For more information about yours truly and everything that you needed to know about illness but couldn't get a straight answer to, if you're from your conventionally trained MD, please visit my website through the link at the top of the page of Americanuck Radio. That's Americanuck Radio.com. Americanuck Radio. Dot com. It's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? So for those of you new to me, I'm a licensed naturopathic doctor. I have 31 years of clinical experience helping people to recover their health without the use of prescription medications. Not that there's anything wrong with prescription medications. Well, you know, Very frequently, there are quite a few things wrong with prescription medications, but make no mistake, in many states in the United States, naturopathic physicians like myself can prescribe drugs. Now, remember, from our point of view, the correct point of view, the adult sophisticated point of view, it's not the drug, it's how it's used, it's not the gun, it's how it's used. I would argue that the way that a conventionally trained medical doctor is trained to use drugs is juvenile, old-fashioned, short-sighted, and dangerous. And this opens up a great big can of worms, which is perhaps best eaten slowly. You know, we haven't had a free medical market since the early 1900s in the United States of America. That's 107 years of the monopolization of the medical marketplace by big pharma and the MDs. And like the fella said, well, it's good to be the king. And in a self-policing, self-regulating system, uh, business, uh, profession, you can do whatever you want. And that's exactly what the MDs have enjoyed for the last 107 years. MD-directed medical therapeutics are the leading cause of death and the leading cause of bankruptcy in the United States of America. And even though or even when the MDs fail us, even when their therapeutics bankrupt us, even when their therapeutics harm us or kill our loved ones, We go back to them with our heart in our hands and write them another check because we have been socialized extremely deeply to believe that if the MD can't figure it out, then nobody can because they hold the secret decoder ring to all things medical and everybody else like yours truly is a back of the bus quack with substandard dangerous training. This is the brainwashing that has been in place for 107 years. Case in point, you've heard of a particular antibiotic called Cipro. Well, Cipro is in a category of antibiotics called fluoroquinolones, fluoroquinolones. Here are the warnings and precautions regarding fluoroquinolones. Fluoroquinolones, including Cipro, have been associated with an increased risk of central nervous system effects, including convulsions increased intracranial pressure, toxic psychosis. Cipro may also cause central nervous system events, including nervousness, agitation, insomnia, anxiety, nightmares, paranoia, dizziness, confusion, tremors, hallucinations, depression, and psychotic reactions have progressed to suicidal ideations and thoughts and self-injurious behavior such as attempted or completed suicide. But don't worry, that's only half of the list. Other serious and sometimes fatal adverse reactions, and some due to hypersensitivity and some due to something that we don't know about, uncertain etiology, have been reported in patients receiving therapy with quinolones, including Cipro. These events may be severe and generally occur following the administration of multiple doses. Clinical manifestations may include one or more of the following. Fever, rash, severe dermatologic reactions, toxic epidermal necrolysis, that's when your skin basically falls off your bones, Stevens-Johnson syndrome, a nasty illness, vasculitis, arthralgia, myalgia, serum sickness, allergic pneumonitis, interstitial nephritis, acute renal insufficiency or failure, hepatitis, jaundice, acute hepatic necrosis or failure, anemia, including hemolytic and aplastic thrombocytopenia, including thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, leukopenia, agranulocytosis, pancytopenia, and or other hematologic abnormalities. Now, you in the lay audience probably have no idea what half of those words mean, but let me sum them up for you. Big bad voodoo daddy. Now, I want you to try this one on for size. I want you to imagine what the New York Times would say or what Time Magazine or the Wall Street Journal or the CBS or the ABC or the NBC Evening News would say, even Fox News, quite frankly, what their reporting would be if a naturopathic doctor rolled out a botanical medicine that caused toxic psychosis or convulsions. Or nervousness, agitation, insomnia, anxiety, nightmares, paranoia, dizziness, confusion, suicidal ideation, which led to people actually killing themselves. I wonder what kind of press we would get. What would those headlines look like? Those quacks, those naturopaths, we need to lock them up. We need to secure the safety of our children and our loved ones, right? That would be, those would be the headlines, But when the pharmaceutical industry rolls these things out, and this is just one of the thousands of pharmaceuticals, by the way, they get a pass. And I'm outlining this in order to perhaps help you see how deeply socialized we have become. I mean, for goodness sakes, we're watching the weekend, you know, the, the hockey game or the golf tournament or the football game on weekend TV, and we'll see the commercial for the pharmaceutical, and we listen to the litany of all of the side effects, and they just go right over our heads by now. We don't even pay attention to them, and we need to. You know why the pharmaceutical industry spends so much money on direct-to-consumer advertising? Yeah, because It works. For goodness sakes, ask your doctor if this drug is good for you. Well, really? You mean I'm smarter than my doctor now? Isn't it my doctor's job to tell me which drug is best for me? I have to kind of uh, uh, prime that pump? Is that what you're telling me? Well, this is what we have become socialized to believe, and it is a big, big, big problem. Notwithstanding the notion that these drugs, by the way, are antibiotics especially starting to fail us. And antibiotic-resistant microbial infections now are rising in severity. And this is a very big, bad voodoo daddy because these superbugs now that are being created in people's bodies and in hospitals, you know, on the bookshelf of your doctor's waiting room, uh, are caused by the human body's interaction with all of these drugs and the antibiotics, they are unintended consequences that the conventional medical people have no concern for, and they don't really care because what other alternatives have we? That's just life. And, you know, it's interesting to understand that all of this nonsense really started and came into fruition and developed into the juggernaut that it is today right around World War II. And it was because of heroic interventions, right? You had people with their limbs blown off, people with uh, trench mouth, and uh, all kinds of nasty illnesses from laying around in the mud in the trenches with their, with their buddies surrounded by dead bodies. We needed something heroic. Heroic medicine, right? Oh, you know, you can stop the bleeding, you can stop the infection, pour some um, sulfur uh, on the outside of the wound and take some penicillin and you're going to be okay, boy, you can live to fight another day. These things were effective and these things saved thousands of people's lives, but that was the long and the short of it. Heroic medicine is one thing and it was the one thing that made MD-directed pharmaceutical centrist medicine rise into the juggernaut that it is today. But remember, from the proper perspective, everything makes sense. You wouldn't expect the person uh, putting the tires on your car to fix the engine. You wouldn't expect that. You wouldn't expect a transmission specialist to be able to fix the computer in your car, Right? But we expect the MDs, whose wheelhouse is trauma care and heroic interventions, that's what they're really good at. We expect those people to be able to fix everything, and this is where we come up short. So, you know, the monopolization of the medical marketplace kicked everybody else off of the bus of medicine. Chiropractors got sidelined. The naturopaths got sidelined. The homeopaths especially got sidelined. The herbalists everybody but the mds was kicked off of the bus of medicine after 1907 and the pharmaceutical industry which enjoys more largesse from the united states government than any other organization even the military has lobbied for first place and they have aggressively kept themselves in first place they've done this through a number of different mechanisms The first thing they did was to institute a language monopoly over the uh, education of a medical doctor. This is how Latin found its way into the medical literature. And this is why they don't call it joint pain. They call it arthritis, right? It's in order to make you feel intellectually inferior. It's the same reason that for hundreds of years... The Roman Catholics said Mass in Latin, and during the ceremony, the priest up on the pulpit had his back turned to the congregation. The idea was to make the parishioners think, make the patients think, that the priest or the doctor knew more than they did. It was a language monopoly, and guess what? It worked. The second thing that they did was to corner the market on medicine. In the United States of America, the only thing that can legally treat a disease is a drug. Now, that's great for the pharmaceutical industry, but not for everybody else. And this begs the question, well, says who? Who says that the only thing that can treat a disease is a drug? Who came up with that rule and that regulation? Well, it was the pharmaceutical industry who came up with that rule and that regulation. Again, it's good to be the king. And, by the way, in order for a substance to be classified as a drug, right now it costs somewhere between 60 and $70 million of research. 60 to $70 million of research. So, even if all of a sudden they opened it up and they said that anything can be anything can treat a disease, but it needs to be given the thumbs up by the Food and Drug Administration, need to do $70 million of research and provings on it, the only people that could afford that are the pharmaceutical companies. So, they basically boxed everybody else out, and that's how they've maintained their position at the top. With overarching overbearing laws that most people in the United States and by the way this also happens in Canada have absolutely zero idea of whatsoever pretty good to be the king this is the the, the reason that these people have enjoyed undisputed first place status as God is my witness, after 31 years of clinical experience, the unbelievable destruction and suffering that I've seen generated by the medical industry and my patients, it would it would make you cry. If you knew half of what I know, you would be brought to tears. But If you turn on the evening news, you're told that the next cure for cancer is right around the corner and that the United States medicine is the best medicine in the world. It's not. It's a lie. It's propaganda. Now, there are interesting things to talk about here. There are points of view to understand that you've never thought about before when it comes to medicine and health and what you can do in order to optimize your body's ability to fix itself. I think perhaps the best place to start in this regard is to talk about the whole concept of disease. And this is going to be a mind bender. This is going to be a mind bender. Naturopathic doctors do not treat disease. Because in point of view, there is no such thing as disease. Naturopathic doctors treat patients. And our goal, our therapeutic consideration, is not to eradicate disease. It's to bring the patient into a state of health. There's a gigantic difference between restoring health in a patient and simply treating disease. Now, let's think this through. Let's say you and I were at the uh, mall, and I asked you to bring me three pairs of Air Jordans, right? And, you know, I gave you the American Express black credit card. You could do it. Let's, if they had it in stock, let's say I wanted you to go to Home Depot and buy me uh, two gallons of uh, Glidden, Acrylic latex white ceiling paint. You could do it because they've got it in stock and you could bring it to me. Let's say I wanted you to go to uh, Office Depot and bring me a 100 black fine tip pens. You could do that, right? Of course you could. Let's say I wanted you to go to the supermarket and bring me a bag filled of organic Granny Smith apples. You could do that. But how about if I wanted you to bring me, oh, let's say, a pound of arthritis? Could you do that? How about a bag full of asthma? Could you do that? How about a kilo of migraine headaches? Could you do that? How about rheumatoid arthritis? Could you bring me an ounce of rheumatoid arthritis? Well, no, you couldn't. Because diseases are intangible words that medical professionals have given to combinations of symptoms which show up in patients. They are descriptors of an imbalance or imbalances which exist in the human body. We've kind of been socialized to believe that illness is like a parrot that sits on somebody's shoulder. It's a separate and distinct thing from who they are, and it's the doctor's job to kill the parrot, however you can do it. You're going to drug the parrot. You're going to cut the parrot. You're going to radiate the parrot. You're going to poison the parrot. What are you going to do? You've got to get rid of the parrot because it sits on the shoulder of the patient. That's not what disease is. Disease is intimately related with the patient. Disease is a manifestation of multiple imbalances in the patient. And we do not Treat disease because, in point of fact, disease does not exist. Patients with symptoms exist. And there's a gigantic difference between treating a patient with a symptom and treating a patient whom you think has a disease. So, let's say that you had migraine headaches. You go to a medical doctor's office, you're in the waiting room for however long you're in the waiting room. And then you go into the uh, treatment room. They put you in the gown. They put you on the table. The nurse comes in, looks inside your mouth, takes your blood pressure, and asks you what's going on. You tell her that you've got headaches, that you're sensitive to light when they happen, that you often get nauseous when they happen, and that you have to lie down in a dark room with no noise, um, or it makes it ten times worse. And then the doctor comes in, pokes around, Make sure that you don't have any lumps on your head, looks in your eyes with the light to make sure that there are no tumors pressing on any nerves in your central nervous system, and in three minutes diagnoses you with migraine headaches and then gives you a pain medication or a medication designed to manage the symptoms of the migraine headache, which, by the way, may or may not work. There are no guarantees That the conventional treatment for migraine headaches are going to worse, to work, the entire uh, visit, you know, time spent with a medical professional takes about 10 minutes, and now you are categorized as somebody suffering from migraine headaches. That goes into your chart, and it will stay there for the rest of your life. Because as far as conventional medical doctors are concerned, the cause of migraine headaches is unknown and the treatment is non-curative. It's simply management. Drug of choice for migraine headaches is Fioranol, and it is not guaranteed to work. If, in fact, it does work, it simply mitigates symptoms like taking an aspirin or an Advil for a, a toothache. It's only a matter of time until the pain comes back. This is what passes for the standard of care, the greatest system of medicine on planet Earth. Same patient with migraine headaches goes to a naturopathic doctor's office. The naturopath, the visit with the naturopath, the actual time spent talking to the naturopathic doctor is about 60 minutes, about one hour. The naturopathic doctor would ask a litany of questions, the intention of which was or were To get a bird's eye view of how your body is reacting symptomatically. So the doctor would ask, what side of the head do you feel the pain in? Is it the left side? Is it the right side? Is it the front? Is it the back? Is it the top? When do you feel the pain? Is it only on the full moon? Is it only at the beginning of your menstrual cycle? Is it only after you've eaten something? Is it only at two o'clock in the morning? When do you feel the pain? And oh, by the way, what does the pain feel like? Does it feel like your head's being squished between a vice? Does it feel like your head's exploding like a beach ball? Does it feel like someone's hammering a nail into your head? What does it feel like? What makes the pain worse? Standing up and moving around, pressing on the head, application of heat and application of cold. What makes the head pain worse? What makes the head pain better? What symptoms come along for the ride when you get a headache. Do you get vision problems? Do you get ringing in the ears? Do you get nauseous? Do you get tingling in the lips or the nose? How does the rest of your body feel when you are experiencing a headache? And so forth and so on. Now, once we get the details of the head pain, which takes about 15 minutes, by the way, for somebody to explain what the head pain really feels like, They have to be coached because people aren't used to describing in detail their symptomology to a medical professional. So, half of the time is spent coaching people uh, to give you an honest, um, authentic response. But after we're done gathering information about the unique symptomology of their headache, then we ask general symptoms What's the temperature of your body like compared to everybody else? How's your sleep? How's your mood? How's your energy? How's your appetite? How's your urination? How are your bowel movements, etc., etc., etc.? We go through every system of the body because in holistic medicine, everything is connected. And in order to bring the patient into a state of health, we need lots of information. We're like Sherlock Holmes snooping around a crime scene. Sometimes it's the little cigarette ash underneath the kitchen table which solves the, solves the crime. It's the, the symptom that you, you, you never thought you'd, you'd hear about, the, this one unique symptom that the patient expresses to you which cracks the code for the whole case. Whole visit takes about an hour, and then the patient is delivered a naturopathic therapeutic, the intention of which is not to treat migraine pain but to bring the system back into a state of balance. Why is that important? That is the most important thing. And we're going to take that up at the beginning of the second segment. I'm Dr. Peter Glidden, your steadfast advocate for health, standing in for the one and the only Mike Phillip. Today, December the 7th, 2019. Check out my website through the link on the homepage page of AmericanuckRadio.com, click on the link with my smiling face you'll be taken directly to my website where you will gain access to hundreds of hours of instructional tutorials which teach you how to bring your body into a state of balance we're going to talk about that when we come back don't even think about touching that diet
0: Mommy, daddy, is it legal for a obese man to ride on reindeers? Mojo 5-0. <laughs> ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas! Oh, hasn't Santa ever heard of diet soda and the treadmill? Mojo Five O. Joe. Funny how. Five O. Welcome down. Live free.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Peter Glidden standing in for Mike Phillip, December the 7th, 2019. So here we are uncovering the basic fundamentals of medicine and basic terminology, basic foundation, philosophical constructs that are very important for you to understand. Because let's face it, when you are sick with something, when you have been diagnosed with some imbalance, regardless of the name that the MDs give it, you're probably scared. And when you're scared, your objectivity goes out the window. So you're diagnosed with something, you're in the middle of of, a medical marketplace, you're surrounded by millions of dollars of high-tech equipment, surrounded by all kinds of people, all dressed in white coats, who all think that they know more than you. And they're all going to be spouting the party line. They're going to tell you what you exactly need to do in order to, for the standard of care for this particular illness, and let's sign you up. Can you come in tomorrow and we'll start treatment? And because, well, you're sick and you're scared, you're probably going to cave. You're probably going to do it, especially if you've been paying hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in medical insurance premiums every month. You figure, well, it's about time you got some bang for your buck. So you're going to roll those dice. Actually, not a difficult thing to do when you're surrounded by so much medical propaganda. But what would be better is to educate yourself now about these distinctions so that, heaven forbid, it ever does come down to it, and you are symptomatic and diagnosed with something, you will have a better perspective about how to deal with it. It just makes sense, right? A little bit of knowledge here goes a long, long way. And nobody is talking about this, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, in the public forum except yours truly. I am the only doctor on planet Earth right now who is talking about these things, laying these things out for you in the way that I was taught them in naturopathic medical school. And you know, one of the great ironies in life is that from my point of view, as a licensed naturopathic doctor with 31 years of clinical experience, most Things that most people go to a doctor for most of the time, they don't need to go to the doctor for it. All they need is a little bit of education. They need to know what foods to eat, what foods not to eat, what medicines to take, what vitamins to take, what minerals to take, what herbs to take in order to stimulate their body's ability to fix itself. I mean, if you cut your hand, you don't need to go to a doctor. All you need to do is keep it clean, put a bandage on it, and nine times out of ten, the body fixes itself, for goodness sakes. Well, it's the same thing here, but we, again, have been socialized to believe that we have to run to the medical doctor's office at every possible sign or symptom because they're the only ones that can fix it, and we just have to bend over and take it up the rear end regardless of what they say. You couldn't make a a bigger mistake. In my opinion, the worst thing that you can possibly do if you're suffering with a chronic illness is to visit the office of an M.D. The worst thing that you can do if you're suffering with an acute trauma, like you have a broken bone or a bleeding artery, right, or a concussion to the head, is to go to the office of a naturopathic doctor. They're the wrong dog for that hunt. The right dog for that hunt is the M.D., The MD's specialty is trauma care, heroic interventions, and they should be lauded for that. And, you know, I mean, when you think about it, all of the biggest breakthroughs in medicine in the last 50 years haven't been with treatments or with curative therapeutics or with the understanding of the genesis of disease. They've been with diagnostic equipment and surgical techniques, diagnostic equipment, and surgical techniques. It hasn't been, and with heroic medical advances, it hasn't been with, for goodness sakes, your medical doctor doesn't even know what causes heartburn. So, we must have a rational understanding here before we get sick, because knowledge is way more than power here. Knowledge is life-saving, because from the proper perspective, everything makes sense. So, We're talking about a patient with a migraine headache who's just visited the office of a naturopathic doctor, and the naturopathic doctor is not treating the migraine headache because a migraine headache doesn't really exist. You can't bring me 10 pounds of migraine headaches like you can bring me 10 pounds of fertilizer, right? A medical diagnosis is just, it's a fiction. It's a terminology. It's an intangible thing that medical professionals have given a name to in order to make it easier for them to talk about it amongst their colleagues. But the way that naturopathic doctors talk about this is very different than the way that allopathic doctors talk about it. By the way, your MD may be the nicest person God ever created, but your medical doctor doesn't practice medicine. They practice allopathic medicine. I practice naturopathic medicine. Nobody practices medicine. Medicine is a big umbrella Underside, which uh, underneath which many disciplines hang, the MDs co-opted the term medical doctor in one of the greatest public relations stunts ever, ever. By coining the term medical doctor, the MDs really put the icing on the cake to solidify their profession's existence in number one status. Right? Because the... The uh, subconscious thought meme there is that they practice medicine and everybody else practices alternative medicine, right? Which is tantamount to saying the only real dog is a German Shepherd and every other dog is an alternative dog. Well, if somebody tried to sell you that, you wouldn't buy it. But you've bought it hook, line, and sinker when it comes to MD-directed allopathic medicine. So allopathic medicine versus naturopathic medicine, these two philosophies of medicine, these two um, professional uh, uh, modalities of medicine are 180 degrees opposite to each other, at least vitalistic naturopathic medicine is. So the fundamental foundation message here is that there's no such thing as, in this case, a migraine headache. But what we do have is a patient with a, a a number of signs and symptoms so this begs the question well, big deal, so what what's the importance of a sign or a symptom big freaking deal well, quite frankly, yes, it is a very big deal because in order to understand this we have to we have to work it backwards, right you know it's like getting your hands on the crashed UFO at Roswell, you have to reverse engineer it in order to figure out what the hell's going on, which, by the way, they've done. So in order to understand how to handle someone with active symptoms, who conventional allopathic medicine, say someone who has a disease, in order to handle that, first we must understand what health is. I mean, isn't that a good idea? By the way, if you want to see an allopathic medical doctor's head explode, ask them to define health. Next time you're in your doctor's office, just say, hey, doc, what's your definition of health? I'd like to know. I'm doing a little survey. You watch their head explode. Most people will will kind of stutter and obfuscate and kind of backpedal and they'll brush it off and they'll say, well, everybody knows it's the absence of disease. Well, When you define something by a negative, you're really missing the point. Summer, of course, is the absence of winter, but it's so very much more. Health, from the sophisticated adult naturopathic point of view, is as follows. Health is the ability of a living organism to experience stress and remain symptom-free in a state of dynamic Equipoise. From our point of view, health is your birthright. Your body knows how to maintain health. Your body wants to maintain health. Your body is attempting all of the time to maintain health. And it is the naturopathic doctor's obligation, sacred, I would say, to develop and deliver therapeutics which support and promote your body's built-in ability to be healthy. So here's the deal from our point of view. When your body is in a state of health, and by the way, it's not just your body, it's your body and your mind, right? The body-mind. Those two things are intimately related. When the body-mind is in a state of health, it's referred to as being in balance and is symptom-free. So when the shoe fits, right, you don't feel it. So when you're in a state of health, your brain's good, your vision's good, your hearing's good, your bones are good, your muscles and joints are good, all your digestive organs are good, everything's good. Everything works the way that nature intended it to, and you are symptom-free. And then you walk down the road of life and you experience the stress of life. Life, by the way, is nothing but a great big bowl of stress. So there's environmental stress, right? Chemtrails. Cell phone radiation, electromagnetic radiation, um, pesticides, herbicides, weather, right? Winter weather, consistently rainy weather, mold and, and, and all that stuff. Environmental stress, smoke from forest fires, right? Environmental stress. And there's pollution, automobile exhaust, right? Crap that's in the air, crap that's in the water from industrial manufacture. All kinds of nasty stuff in the food and in the air and in the water. Those things exist as stressors. And there's psychological stress, right? Uh, Political stress. Lots of political stress in the last three years. Aging, by the way. Life is a great big bowl of stress. Financial stress, how about that? That's a real big one for a lot of people. So we walk down the road and we experience the stress of life. And the stress impacts the human body. And if the stress is small enough or the body is strong enough, the stress hits the body and bounces off. But if the body is weak and or the stress is too strong, strong enough, the stress impacts the system and figuratively destabilizes the system. When the system is destabilized by a stress, it compensates and generates symptoms. A symptom is the body's reaction to the stress of life, an overpowering stress of life. Now, so for instance, sore throat is a symptom of an imbalance, a migraine or pain in the head, a pain in the left side of the head, which feels like someone's hammering a nail into your head, which is better from a cold application and worse from a hot application is a symptom of an imbalance. Nausea and vomiting are symptoms of an imbalance. A rash on the skin is a symptom of an imbalance. Diarrhea, a symptom of an imbalance. A cough, a symptom of an imbalance, etc., 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 etc. All of the stuff you go to the doctor's office complaining about are symptoms of an imbalance. If you are symptomatic, you are no longer in a state of health, period. So you show up to an allopathic MD's office with a symptom, or two, or three, or four, and the medical doctor gives you a drug, the intention of which is to suppress the symptom, right? So you're given an antibiotic, an anti-inflammatory, an anti-hypertensive, and uh, a diuretic, an antacid, an, an antidepressant. You're given a medicine, the intention of which is to exert a hostile takeover on the biochemistry of the body, force the body in a biochemical way the doctor thinks is best in order to suppress the symptom. So your asthma medication doesn't cure the asthma. It simply dilates the breathing tubes in your lungs. Because in an asthmatic condition, the breathing tubes become constricted. So the asthma medication doesn't get to the root cause of what was causing that and fix it. It simply dilates the bronchial tubes temporarily and, you know, into the bargain generates lots and lots of side effects and then more side effects and then more side effects. And, oh, let's not forget that the asthma isn't cured or in the case of, our migraine headache. You take Fioranol. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. But if it does work, it's a temporary fix. Maybe the pain gets 70% better. You can at least sleep at night and you sleep it off. Keep your fingers crossed. It doesn't happen again. But guess what? It always happens again. So this is what the medical doctor is trained to do. The medical doctor is not trained to cure disease. They're trained to develop and deliver therapeutics which suppress your symptoms. Now, Next week, maybe, I'm going to talk about what happens when you suppress symptomology for too long because that, my friends, is a big, bad voodoo daddy. But here we are talking about the patient with the migraine by way of comparison so that you understand how naturopathic medicine works. So the naturopathic doctor, on the other hand, is not going to just deliver a pharmaceutical, the intention of which is to suppress the symptoms somehow. And often, by the way, the, the way that the medicine works, the mechanism of action is unknown. Isn't that interesting? Mechanism of action of how the drug works is unknown. We know that it works. We know that it produces these results, but we have no idea how that happens. So that, that's very comforting. Medical doctor is not going to tell you that. The pharmacist might, but the MD is not. So, now enter the naturopath, and after an hour-long consultation, when the naturopathic doctor has recorded all of the symptoms, which are a reflection of your unique imbalance, we talk about therapeutics. Now, in the naturopathic office, the therapeutics are intended not to deal with the symptoms, Not to suppress or manipulate or manage or strong arm your symptoms. The naturopathic therapeutics attempt to push the system, your body, mind back into a state of balance. Now there's a million ways to do that. Chiropractor attempts to restore balance through one particular set of therapeutics. An acupuncturist attempts to restore balance to the system with another set of therapeutics. Herbalists attempt to restore balance to the system through a particular set of therapeutics. And naturopathic doctors have many different therapeutics at their disposal. Naturopathic doctors use diet they use vitamin therapy and mineral therapy and botanical medicine therapy and acupuncture and homeopathy, to name a few. The intention of these therapeutics is not to suppress or manage or strong arm your symptoms. It's to bring your system back into a state of balance. There's a giant difference between suppressing and managing symptoms and restoring balance in the body of a human being. Don't believe me? Well, let me read you a testimonial. This is from the page on my website, the Testify page on my website. We have lots and lots and lots of testimonials here from people all over the world. uh, And I'd like to read you one of them right now just so you get a sense of what naturopathic medicine can do. I'd recently left my position at the Hertz Corporation at San Diego Airport. The stress of that position was killing me, and I needed to change. I was 59 years old, and I thought I had several good years left in me. A couple years later, I would discover that I had serious circulatory problems, that I was on the verge of a major heart attack. My heart was skipping every other beat, and my blood pressure was 160 over 110. I thought I was a dead man walking. My research led me to discover the benefits of vitamin C therapy. I decided to try this therapy as I wanted nothing to do with my MD and his drugs and treatment. (laughs) The rare human being. A few nights later, I was doing research on my computer and suddenly I thought I felt funny. I got up and realized that the right side of my body was partially numb. Was I having a mini stroke? Two days later, I was out on a long walk. I turned to look around as I thought I heard a train coming. As I took that turn, I thought, oh, oh, there aren't any trains here, and the numbness hit again. I was only a couple hundred yards from home, and by the time I got there, the numbness was gone. A few days later, the vitamin C arrived in powder form as I knew I needed more than the pills had to offer. I began taking the vitamin immediately, one tablespoon of powder mixed with one tablespoon of baking soda every day. I learned to stay close to the bathroom, Within a couple of weeks, my blood pressure was borderline high and my heart was skipping fewer beats. I thought I was on the road back to health, but I had much more work to do than I realized. Now, this is interesting, right? Because, number one, this person was smart enough to understand that conventional MD therapy was not the right dog for this hunt. Not many people do. And number two, when people understand that the MD way is not the best way, Often, unless they know about people like myself, they're left to their own devices. So you have to do research and figure it out on your own, which is like, you know, winning the lottery, buying a Lamborghini, and then there's a funny noise in the engine, and you do Google searches to try to figure it out yourself. Well, I don't think you're going to have much luck, but that's what everybody does. The reason that people do that is because they don't know about my profession. And, you know, I'm here to remedy that. One day on YouTube, I discovered Dr. Peter Glidden. I started watching his videos and soon realized that I had it all wrong. (laughs) Well, you know, most people do, but, you know, what are you going to do? Everything I thought I knew about a healthy diet was just bad propaganda. No wonder I was in so much trouble. Around this time, with the help of my MD, I discovered I had what was called bladder diverticulum, which is like little tiny... um, uh, warts, if you will, little tiny skin folds inside the bladder. I was able to get on a live broadcast with Dr. Glidden, a live chat, which, by the way, we do at my website twice a week. He addressed my question articulately and threw a whole new concept at me the 10 bad foods, which have morphed into the 12 bad foods. Since then, I've been busy educating myself about health through Dr. Glidden. I immediately started the longevity program and my health and energy levels increased dramatically. I thought I was finally rebuilding my physical body and a pain-free, healthy life was in front of me. I learned from Dr. Glidden that vitamin C removes copper from the human body. My hair had turned completely white. Colloidal copper has been added and my white hair is slowly turning brown. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because vitamin therapy when done reductionistically, you know, like boatloads of vitamin C or boatloads of vitamin D or vitamin B can actually cause more harm than, well, there are unintended consequences of that because the nutrient needs of the body are like a symphony. And you can't just, you know, go heavy on the drums. You have to have the complete orchestra present in order to produce a a, a profound systemic healing event. About a year ago, maybe a little longer, I noticed my neck was really sore when I moved my head up and down. I ignored treating the pain, but but did pay some attention to this. The soreness in my neck moved to my right shoulder, which also became extremely sure. As with my neck, I left it alone, thinking with all the nutrition and eliminating the 12 bad foods, it should heal. And then the real pain hit. Nerve pain in my right shoulder neck. Pain pills didn't touch this, and I headed for the chiropractor. He helped a little, but I was still uncomfortable. I ordered Glucogel Plus on Dr. Glidden's recommendation and added it to my longevity program. I also began using bone broth that I had around but never had really incorporated. That was four weeks ago. As I typed this, I am pain-free. I can move my head around with more freedom than I can remember. No pain at all. I am, of course, very pleased with this recent development. I have a high pain threshold, but the nerve pain was way over the top. My bladder isn't completely healed, but there are changes in the condition. It seems much softer, and after relieving myself, the bulge in my abdomen disappears. I'm hoping for a complete healing someday. My blood pressure is 110 over 60, and my resting pulse is 57 with no skipped beats. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you do it holistically. You, div- you deliver therapeutics, the intention of which is to bring the body back into its birthright, which is a state of balance. And that is an entirely different enchilada than simply pushing symptoms around with drugs or surgery. But that's The standard of care in the best system of medicine on planet Earth, and it is a crap show. This is why, by the way, the older that you get, the more drugs that you need. Because nothing is being healed. The system isn't being brought back into a state of balance. Your symptoms are simply being suppressed. So remember... The body was originally in a state of balance and then it experienced a bunch of stress. The stress knocked the system off balance and the system generated symptoms as a result of being off balance. The MD therapeutics did not restore balance. They simply suppressed the symptoms. When you do that over time, guess what happens? Not only do you have to live with the side effects of the drugs, but your body falls further off balance and generates other symptoms. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what we're going to talk about next week. The uh, symptom hierarchy that the body has for uh, generating symptoms. It goes from the outside of the body to the inside of the body and from the top of the body to the bottom of the body. It's a fascinating subject which your medical doctor is completely blind to. But my point here is that in point of fact, there's no such thing as disease because you can't bring me a box filled with migraine headaches, right? Diseases are names that medical professionals have given to a set of symptoms, a very small set of symptoms that show up in some people. And it's been done for convenience, and because medical doctors view disease as a parrot that's sitting on the shoulder of the patient, and it's the doctor's job to knock the, parent off the, sho- the, the parrot off of the shoulder. That is a ridiculous juvenile way to look at the whole thing, because your illness, disease, whatever you want to call it, is a function of you. It is you. I've treated... Thousands of patients over the last 31 years and not once have I treated a disease. I've treated thousands of patients. I've attempted to bring thousands of patients back into a state of health and I've been very successful in many of them. Naturopathic medicine is not a panacea cure-all for all human ills, but it is an adult, sophisticated, non-propagandized, non-adulterated by the massive largesse of the pharmaceutical industry. It is a remarkably effective system of medicine which attempts to cure your condition. Oh, by the way, as, as, a, as a parting note, there's a word that naturopathic doctors use to describe what happens when an imbalanced symptomatic system, body-mind, is brought back into a state of balance. That word is a cure. That's why I entitled my second book, Attempt a Cure with Holistic Medicine, because that's what adult doctors do. That's what holistic doctors do. Every single time we attempt to cure the condition, not... Just manage symptoms with drugs. And that beats a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. Dr. Peter Glidden, your steadfast advocate for health, thanks for your time. Check out my website. Go to the link, the smiling graphic, at the top of AmericanuckRadio.com. God willing and the creek don't rise, we'll see you next time.
0: americanuckradio American